This is Prince Shango, and you're now listening to Three Count Podcast. You should really pay attention, because I'm watching you. <laughs> you want to play? to another great edition of the three count podcast presents now entering the ring i'm your host clifford red dog miller and you know i'm the one that's gonna be leading you on your expedition so here we are with now entering the ring which means one thing we have a special guest for you you can find them at few live acw wwn usa pro wxw they will be making their debut at gcw generation championship wrestling you know what it is you guys can find them at action and as we were just literally talking debuting at reality of wrestling in houston they are an incredible group but we got one of them to be on our show today give it up for culture inc Hey, appreciate that intro, man. That was fire. Thank you, man. Thank you. Like I said, put put that put the F in the middle. Culture, F and ain't we in the house? Yes, yes, Thank yes. Thank you for that, man. That was dope. I appreciate it, Nick, man. I'm I'm so excited to get you guys on the show finally. Like I know, like you know, there's more members, but hey, man, you know, we 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 takes we takes we everything, man. But hey, I'm, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just been working man. hard, man. Traveling around the states of the U.S., bro. So, like I said. Well, they jump in at any time to stay woke. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, man, because like I know a couple of my friends actually ran into you in Jacksonville okay. um, a while ago. Actually, it was like just a few weeks ago, actually. Um, Black oh, for the all black everything. Yeah, yeah. Black privilege okay. being up there, man. That's uh, those are those are my boys. So I was excited <laughs> to see that they had ran into you and I saw you at the same show and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. What's the name of your boys? Uh, so Black Privilege is the team. So uh, Ty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, They was in tag with us. Sure yep. was. Got you. Yep. Hell yeah, man. Tremendous talent. Because I believe, um, like I said, that's another beautiful story about professional wrestling. The car is always subject to change. You know what I'm saying? So you always coming into this business. If you got the word and, the, you know, the promoter, you know, the location of the time to an event, you're already working. Show up. But don't show up naked. Bring your gear with you. Somebody might not show up. Weather might happen. Flat tire might happen. Slot might open. You can just slide right on in, man. So that's the story of the Black Rivers, man. They they did that and they showed them. They showed out. We love them, boys. Gave us a good uh, three way elimination match on an all black everything uh, independent show for the first time that's been done in the history of the independent wrestling. So they were a part of history as well. Yeah, really, really dope. I heard. I heard it was a lot of great talent there too. I was like. I was talking to uh, one of my friends, DK, and I was like, yo, I know you guys were our DJ. I was like, I know you were down there. I was like, if I would have known you all was in Duval, I would have hooked you guys up because I was like, I got tons of friends and family that live down there. And I was like, yo, like, I got the connects. And they're all like, yeah. oh, we didn't know. And I was like, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, you should really, you, they didn't know. You should have woke. should have stayed woke. Should have stayed woke. Yeah, it's like uh, one of the promotions down there, uh, UPW, United Pro Wrestling. Like um, okay. one of my friends, Lance, he, he he used to run with them. So I was like, he knows that whole life. And I was like, man, I was like, it would have been so fly to be able to hop down. But it's another day. I might, I yeah, might have to make the next trip. Day. For sure, for sure. It's another day. So let's get this started, man. I just want to know, man, like who is Culture Inc.? Uh, all right, that's a real good question. So basically Culture Inc. is a group 
uh, stable put together uh, by three brothers and uh, came up in the state of Orlando with one dream to become professional wrestlers. So number one step to become a professional wrestler, you finally got to find a professional wrestling school. One of the top professional wrestling schools in Orlando went by Pro Wrestling 2.0, ran by the pug, Alex Porto. So three, I want to say it's three, going on three years now. We, uh, we all was there at the same time. Uh, I came across it on Instagram when they were advertising a seminar for Tessa Blanchard, who went on to become the first ever female world heavyweight champion in the history of wrestling. So she's her seminar. I walk in. Um, the other brother that was in there was uh, Malik Bo City. So off the bat, me and him, we look at each other. We both the same. We both black, both athletic. So we clicked off the, off the jump. So um, we became friends. I want to say three months later, um, they started bringing in some new students. One of them was this big, tall, lanky, big-eared, skinny, um, pony knees, a uh, little 16-year-old kid that went by the name uh, Eli Knight. So he came in, I want to say, three months later, and then they had another seminar that was ran by Savio Vega. So mm-hmm. so when Savio Vega ran his seminar, all three of us were there again, and we were really the only three brothers in there. So uh, in the middle of putting matches together, Savio seen all three of us, and then he went ahead and put together uh, Eli and Malik to do a tag team that night uh, I was just coming in just to learn I came in like fresh off of work so I didn't have no like no gear or nothing like that because I was just really just in the early stages of it leaving full sale I kind of had that issue become it but then as more as more as I did I just um, grasped the fact of being the advocate and the mouthpiece and just creating the own lane for myself and letting everybody else be the lane of being a professional wrestler because you see how kind of beneficial MVP's been doing now on Monday Night Raw is just being an advocate. And then Stokely Hathaway, who got picked up by NXT. You see what he's doing. And um, you see what uh, the Robert Stone brand is was doing as well uh, early last year and the year before that. So uh, when Savio did that, the first tag team match these brothers had was on IWA as they were trying to relaunch it in Florida. The two guys they gave him was Serpentico, who's now in AEW, Dark, and Jay Rios. And like I said, for our first tag team match, it was it's kind of funny because if you look at the film, Eli was wrestling in some gray skinny jeans and Malik was wrestling in these black and white uh, tights that were really tight. <laughs> they were like really, really, really tight. <laughs> so uh, it was really funny looking back at it. That was three years ago. But yeah, it was a tag team match where they put us over. And they put us over big time, went over. We impressed the boys, impressed Savio, and the rest is history. So now coaching is basically... Uh, group put together was three different distinct generations. Malik being the first generation, Nick Holiday, myself being the second generation, Eli Knight being the uh, third generation. So, like I said, that's the beautiful thing about it. So we're going around the cities of uh, the U.S. with one goal in mind, which is to change the culture of professional wrestling one promotion at a time. No, that's awesome, though, man. Like mm-hmm. That's like that's just an incredible message. Like, I mean, and, and this is a question, like, I don't know if I'm in the like right position to ask this question, but what's it feel like? I mean, what's it, what's it like to be a brother in wrestling and having to represent for the black culture? Like, how's that, how's that, how's that? That is, is, is very humbling because for so long, um, we didn't, you see it over the years for many promotions, impact ring of honor, 
WWE, it was so hard for so long time to get a black African-American to be the face of any promotion, to be the face of any show for the longest. Even if it was a little uh, enhancement show, you it would be so rare to have a black African-American uh, talent be the face of that show. So, like I said, that, that goes back to The Rock. I'm very grateful to him because he was a huge, even though he was half African-American, he was another huge inspiration and a huge avenue and a huge door and a huge uh, part of our culture that knocked down that door to have and see how positive and beneficial it is to have an African-American be the face of your company, the face of your show, and the face of the magazines and stuff like that. So with us being three of us together, you automatically see Black excellence because it's like three brothers out here really grinding and trying to put the culture in the front of the line. If it's tag team, singles, cruiserweight, and now women's division with uh, Kaya being added, uh, it's just a beautiful thing because it feels like at every promotion that picks us up, we leave a hell of an impression to where they're woke and then they bring us back to like be the face of the main event of that promotion and like push the tag team division, or push the singles division or push the women's division. So it's, it's very humbling. And it's, a, it's a blessed feeling, uh, if I might add, to be a person of color in a group of color changing the game professional wrestling uh, day by day. That's awesome though, man. Like, and that that's that's cool to see. Like, like I get to witness it. Like, I'm just kind of on the sidelines, but like I'm like watching like the evolution of black wrestling and black wrestling. So, man, it's just it's an incredible thing to watch. Like, yeah. I know you guys you guys are in the front line pushing that, but to be on the sideline and watch you guys push and just like and not and not just you guys. I mean, there's like a huge movement. It's a huge of, movement of yeah. African American talent on all fronts. AEW, Ricky Starks in the private party. You got WWE, of course, with New Day, and then you got the Hurt Business, and then you got the guys in NXT like Leon Ruff, and you got Isaiah Swerve Scott, and then Ring of Honor where you got Shane Taylor Promotions and Khan and Moses along with Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. And then, you know what I'm saying? So they're on all fronts. It's really awesome to see. And then on the independent scene, you got Trisha Dora, Queen Amanada, and then you got, like I said, Coach Inc. So, like I said, it, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. Like, very excited for the future. And, and like, you know, and, and to throw a couple other names out there, too, right? So, uh, Prolific over in New York is, like, mm. starting to move the ball. Uh, seeing Waves and Curls up in Massachusetts and Connecticut area, oh, yeah, they're, like, yeah. tearing up. You know, like, I love watching those guys work. Um, nice. And we've actually had them on the show, both of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. We've, okay, we've I'm going to go back and that one. Yeah, just those interviews were so much fun. And just, like, talking to those guys. Um, and then, you know, you have guys like Pure Ignorance with uh, Chaz Adon and Prince Machiavelli. And then, of course, we were talking just about uh, Black privilege. So it is. Mm-hmm. This is this wave of, like, just Black res- wrestling. You also and- got Black magic, too. Right. Right, right, From right. Baltimore, I believe. Mason. Yep. Mason is. Yeah, Mason mm-hmm. Walls, man. Another another individual. Yeah, was such a great dude, too. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> we did a hell of a tag team match with them on one of the shows by Eliza Burke. Pope out there in Jacksonville in January, one of our best matches. Yeah, such a and he's like that dude too. Like talking about like and not that I would only put over mid Atlantic talent, but that dude is like legitimately he's like a ball of like positive energy. Like no matter yeah. what, if you're at that point in your life where you're like I'm just I don't want to do anything, you have like a five second conversation with him, and you're like I'm gonna go move this mountain because Mason huh. Walls gave me that gave me that energy. <laughs> Yeah, that's dope. Hell yeah, man. He's a he's a real awesome talent, man. We're real good friends with him. Looking forward to getting him and uh, Tony. He's partner Tony Black Magic in a, another tag team match. So stay woke for that one. We'll see if we can make it work. Oh, I can't wait. So then, 
let me know, man. Like, what's the hardest part about being in a faction? Shoot, to be honest, it's 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 a lot of easy stuff about being in a faction, but it's a lot of uh, opportunities that you get uh, blessed with more than being a singles competitor rather than uh, not being in a faction. But it's a good question. One of the negativities about being in one. I would say sometimes getting lost in the shuffle, not 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 uh, not intentionally, but it can happen accidentally. Uh, you can get lost in the shuffle with doing press. You can get lost in the shuffle sometimes between four people in a match. You can get lost between uh, fan uh, fair merchandise. So uh, I'm not saying for the most part that's happened between any of us. Cause we highlight each individual so strongly. It's pretty crazy because. Like I said, with me, I got my own lane as being the mouthpiece and the advocate and um, basically the front run of, of most of the stuff that we we got our hands dipped in. But like people feel like, I guess you could say like for maybe Malik or Eli, with them tag team and one can get more praise than the other sometimes because of the tag team matches. And sometimes somebody can do something more electrifying than the other one. But um, like I said, Kyrie got her own lane as well. So I, I, I doubt she has that issue too, but. For the most part, traveling is, is much cheaper as a, as a, as a faction uh, with four people. Traveling is way cheaper. Merchandise is way easier to get done. Uh, gear is way easier to get done because you're going in together as a group. Um, and, yeah, for the most part, when one person gets praised, like uh, with Eli doing a game change, we was all there, but he got us on that brand as well from the work that he did. And now, so far, it looks like we might start making some moves at Limitless Wrestling. Well, you see, they just, WWE just picked up their champion, uh, Christian Casanova. So, right, uh, that's another big thing about being an affection man. One of them, me, everybody, like for real. So, like I said, that was another thing with with me being out here in Houston. I was able to get the the rest of the faction to come in the door that I had kind of cracked open for an opportunity here at Reality Wrestling. The Booker T, they came out last night and slam dunked it and hit a home run with it with the opportunity there. So, it's going to be airing on. Um, Fight TV uh, next month, uh, around April 24th, it's going to be called UBC Coaching versus Brandon Steen. And then Miller in our Texas debut, along with Kaya and Rachel Rose. So that's an exclusive scoop. So stay woke for that one. I'll bet. I can't wait. Y'all got to check that out. Fight TV, like yeah. you said, April 24th, right? Yes, sir. Stay woke. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So since now we're like kind of getting into like the matches and stuff like that, we're talking, I'm just curious, like, Nick, what's been like your worst bump? Okay, so there was one, um, like I said, because I don't really do many, but I took two. Okay, so my worst bump was, I think I want to say this is my first. Um, it was at 2.0, man, and we had this uh, we had this tag team match, I believe, and then the whole story that was going on throughout the theme was uh, our trainer, uh, who you, uh, goes by Mecca Wolf 450. Our trainer was going through uh, uh, character frustrations, right? So there was a, uh, I believe it was a singles match with Eli, and I was out there with him on the mic, and I was out there on the um, inside showing more support. Uh, after our match, Mac Wolf came in and just wrecked house, right? So he came in. I think he beat up this one guy, Zach James, and then he came in, and he beat up Eli. And then as I'm trying to grab Eli, trying to get him out so he don't get no more harm, he grabbed me. He brought me in, and then he put me in position for a powerbomb, and then, like I said, he rose me up, and then he slammed me right down. And, I mean, that bump was, like, I stacked on it. Like, the knee kind of hit my forehead and everything. Like, the footage of that is pretty hilarious. So, 
that was the worst one I ever took. And it was like he like the way he did it, because I, I want to honestly say that was my first time getting the power boom. So he went ahead and just all strength picked me up and all strength threw me down without me like really besides holding his head to help him up. Everything else was all him. And he just threw me down with all his strength. So that was the worst bump I ever took. And that was our first year. That's when we like really shitty green. Shitty, shitty green. <laughs> Yeah, that was that. That was the first time, man. That was it. But in the end, it was good. I ended up getting him back. He um, he had like a uh, a successor and a, like a little another guy in his corner name. Uh, it was some name, but the, the guy he was out with tattoos and he had a vest and he had a mask on him. And then I remember we got into it to the point where um, uh, he got involved in the match with Eli or Malik. I got on the top rope and hit him with a cross body. So then once I hit him with a cross body, I hyped up the crowd. He powdered out. I got on the apron, built up some steam, ran ran alongside the apron, and hit him again with another cross body to the outside. So I kind of got, with that being said, I got my payback with that. And that was in the same year. So I want to say that was like two months apart. So I ended up getting my payback for that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was it. That was a power bomb I took from Mecha Wolf 450. Yeah. <laughs> All too familiar with that name because I, I have a few people who um, – who worked with him. So that's yeah. dudes, I can't wait to like, I can't wait to get him on the show too and be able to talk with him more. <laughs> yeah, man. He's, uh, he's coming out to Texas more and more for a, a local promotion called local wrestling. So stay woke for that. They got some good, some good shows. They run out here and they'd be bringing in some good talent from all over, including impact like Chris Bay and uh, Calvin Tankman. So yeah, stay, stay in touch with that. You'll get them soon. That, so then I'm curious, man, like if we're going to talk about, Worst bump, we always got to talk about hardest head. So. Ooh, it's another good story, man. Okay. So uh, it was another situation with all three of us with Coach Green. Ooh. Okay, so this hardest hit that I got, it wasn't it wasn't a fist or wasn't a form. It was with a foreign object. <laughs> so I got hit with a foreign object pretty damn hard. So it caused uh, Eli and Malik to also get hit, too. So we we was doing this. We was building up this three-way tag team ladder match. So um, to build it up, we came in and made the save and saved another tag team. Doing that, we scared off the heels. So in the means of us uh, injecting ourselves into that equation to set up the three-way, uh, part of it was when we did that, the heels get the last lab by taking us out. So when we came in and made the save, the other one jumped us from behind with a steel chair. So, and these guys that were attacked, they went by the name uh, Anarchy. Okay, they went by the name Anarchy, consisting of Alex Todd and uh, I forgot the other dude's name. Apollo. Yeah, Apollo uh, Apollo something, but his name was Apollo. So it was Alex Todd and Apollo, and they went by Anarchy. Had all this face paint on. It was crazy, man. So they we ended up making a save. They came in with the chair. Boom, got one of them. Uh, well, actually, they got me first, so that was the thing. So one of them got me smooth, clean in the back, and then I'm on the back. They pulled it up again and got me again, and then Malik's coming to get my back. Malik gets hit. Then Eli's coming to get my back, and then Eli gets hit in the head. So that was it. That was the hardest one. That was my first ever chair uh, chair shot I got, and it went straight to the back, and then I got another one when I was on the floor, and then they got uh, Eli and Malik, and that was, like I said, that was three years ago also. So that was my hardest hit. It was with a steel chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold on a second. What's up? It's already late. It already 
Sorry, I'm being interrupted by my little one. Oh, that's cute, man. You can have a snack, but you can't call her. She okay. okay. So then I'll just go through and have to edit this out. <laughs> You'll be fine. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. She's little ones are beautiful. She's ten. She um, she's a little hoss. And she's actually she's actually training too. Oh, dope. See, yeah, Our father is a beautiful thing, man. Especially when your little ones can find an interest in something you love. She had to sell better. She got a nasty handstand bump too. Not even gonna, I'll just, what? Yeah, so this little one gets up and she stands up and then she's. Uh-huh. That's sick with it, yeah, man. Get her over early. Get that Instagram page going. Let let everybody see what she's doing at such a young age. Yeah, so I was like, I have to be careful because, like, obviously she can't take like too many bumps because my wife. Yeah, no, yeah. But yeah, I remember. I remember the headache uh, that caused for Izzy's parents when they had her win the hardcore internet title when she was like seven. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody was going crazy on Twitter. Do you know what? I might just leave this in because that's this is kind of a cool one up moment. <laughs> All yeah, right, man. Exactly. So post so post a match, right? Hardest hit, worst bump, man. I'm just curious, man. Like after it's all done, right? Because I know a lot of wrestlers who don't eat throughout the whole day, man. But I gotta know what's that post match meal that you gotta have like once everything's done? Yeah, post match meal gotta be some wings. They got to be some wings. In Houston, we had some last night, man. It was this fire joint. We got some Cajun spice wings. Oh, it's delicious, man. And they got some, they got some also uh, private wing joints over there in Florida, too, that are pretty dope. Bayou City, they're pretty good out there. Um, but another good meal is just to have another, just a regular sandwich, if you can. If you go to Publix, they be having those sandwiches right there, ready for you to eat whenever you want to. It don't got to be hot. It don't got to be cold. But, like, whatever it is, it's just perfect to eat right after a match. And then, um, yeah, either some wings or a good a good chicken sandwich, bro. Yeah, those are the two top meals to have. Yeah, we're gonna put it over Publix chili. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, it is, it is. Stay woke for that, man. Don't sleep on Publix chili. Yo, I was like, there's only two places like in the entire world, right, that I will mm. ever go and just I have to have chili just so I got the jump, right? So Publix in Florida, anywhere. It's just got the bomb chili. And there's a spot out in Hawaii called Zippies. It's like all over the island, uh, all over all the islands. Oh, in Hawaii. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And they got this bomb ass chili. Yeah. Okay. Make a note of that for sure. <laughs> go, man. I got all the hot spots, man. I know where we can go. <laughs> That's a bit, man. Eat a plug. So, last, another, another question I got for you before I like hit you with like two like really heavy ones, man, is like, Every wrestler, every manager, every announcer, commentator, just every person, right, in the wrestling business has one of these. I'm curious about yours. Like, what's been your favorite fan interaction? Uh, it's crazy. So my favorite fan interaction, I went to an NXT taping, dog. Uh, I went to an NXT taping with another worker. We would just, we had a regular uh, seat. Uh, but they had us right next to, like, the entrance ramp a little bit. So uh, as we're going there, because like I said, a, a person of talent hooked us up with some tickets at Will Call. So shout out to a good friend of ours that goes by the name Caden Carter. Uh, she's good. She hooked us up with some tickets that day like two years ago. <clears throat> as we're leaving, man, some like it was like random, some random kids. They recognize Culture Inc. from doing some shows with GCW and doing some shows at No Peace and doing some shows with um, 2.0. And they just straight up, hey, yo, you need Holly from Culture Inc. Yo, can we get a picture, bro? Can we get a picture? And I was like, oh, shit, really? Okay, well, bet we take them right here. So then, boom, they pulled it out, got the camera, got the camera. And I was like, I was kind of like starstruck from it. I was like, really? We've been in the game for a year and a half. We're already making noise to where we actually got some fans that took the time out of a WWE product to 
look at me as a freaking big time worker and just want to take a selfie and a picture right then and there at the venue where all these other NXT and WWE workers are at. And that was our year in the game because, you know, Winter Park, Florida, Full Sail, the Performance Center 2.0, they were all on the same block. Right. So, yeah, it was, it was really crazy, man. So that was my craziest fan. Well, most humbling fan interaction was that one. Yo, that's lit, though. That's, mm-hmm. that's really lit. That's so, dope. Like, it's, like you said, man, like you've been in the game for a little bit, man. I'm just very curious. Like, what advice would you give to up-and-coming wrestlers? Man, just be patient, stay humble, stay keep the course, stay the faith. Don't try to gimmick anybody. Don't try to uh, clone anybody. Just be yourself, be organic, be authentic, and just uh, trust the process. Nothing's going to really happen overnight. And then just like I said, just just ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to get any pointers. A lot of the opportunities that we got was just based off of us asking. You know what I'm saying? Just asking, and then boom, they gave us the information to the promoter, or boom, they gave us the information to the next show, or boom, they gave us the email to um, uh, another promotion, and then they hit us back, and they asked for the highlight tape. So any up-and-comer really just do the basics first, and which is like build a um, build your gear up. Then once you build your gear up, get some promo picks done, professional promo picks. Once you get your professional promo picks in, get some custom music made. You get the custom music made, then come up with, like I said, your ring name and then uh, your finisher. Um, and the way you want to showcase your talent, if you want to be in a tag team of singles. And then once you do all that, everything else is just going to fall in place once you get all that. Because like I said, you got the promo picks for the promoters put you on mass cards and flyers and stuff you got the music so they can put you on their production you got the gear so uh for the pictures and you got the cares you have to give it to relate with the fans so take care of all that and then the rest is really just gonna fall in place but just do not be afraid to ask um a lot of vets in this game like elijah burke the pope we ask him he uh of two minute question he'll give us like a 25 minute response uh, Savio Vega, another guy that gave us a gave us some humbling advice. Um, another guy like Cedric Alexander, the Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, the Lockhearts, uh, Lacey Lane, aka Kaden Carter. Um, yeah, they all they all looked out for us, man. They didn't have to uh, learn the basis from them. And then we asked them like little questions. They will always go out their way to give us a big response or bring us in and like roll around and get them like show us some new ways that we can do this or add this. So just don't be afraid to ask. Closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. That's mm-hmm. some great advice. So I'm curious yeah. to be my last questions, man, before we move into like, you know, probably the most fun questions you'll probably be asked okay. ever. So um, give me a do and a don't in a new locker room. Oof, a new don't. Okay. So for the, for the jump, don't, uh, don't assume anything. Uh, don't assume anything. Don't go in there uh, being cocky. Remain humble. Don't leave the locker room dirty, for one. Don't mark out, for two. Don't be going around asking, like, oh, you're in a locker room with Carlito. Don't be trying to, like, beg him for photos and, like, try to get him over here to, like, get an interview with you. Don't do that either. Um, But, yeah, man, that's a huge don't. Because I seen, so I seen some, one wrestler that was, like, green, and he came in, and he was asking – uh, like Mr. Kennedy, like, oh, yo, can I get a photo with you? Can I get a photo with you? It's a huge no. 
never like remember what you are. You're a worker as well. You're one of the boys. So don't go into any locker room marking out. That's a huge, huge no-no. And then you'll mess around and get blacklisted by promotion before you even start. And that spreads to the other promotion that they'll be doing cross events with. So now you really just got blacked out from a whole state type thing. So it can happen within like 48 hours. So that's a huge no. Just do never mark out in the locker room, man. <laughs> Bad. That's good knowledge. It's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just hold that shit in, man. If anything, like if you go in the ring and tear it up, they'll ask you, you know what I'm saying? What's your name? Where you're from? How long you've been working? Like, you want to get a picture and then boom, you just do it outside or something. But like, yeah, just never mark out a lot. Right? <laughs> All right, man. So we're going to hop into my favorite part of this show, which is called the three count podcast, 10 count questions. This is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid right. fast. Okay. Whatever's the first thought that comes to your mind is what you're going to go with. That's your answer. Okay. I like this one. All right. All right. So are you ready for this? Okay. I'm going to put the imaginary timer. Bing. And okay. here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Rush Hour 2. Oh, good pick. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite actor? Chris Tucker. Three things that you would take with you on a deserted island? A phone, a Nintendo Switch, and my girlfriend. Hey, shout out to the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite color? Red. Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite podcast? Three Count Podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Oh, I need y'all to bring in the Makeits. The Makeits, young and upcoming guys from Louisiana that we met at FEW. Those guys are dope. They actually just did a promo for a show that me and you were going to talk about anyway, but we need to talk about it now. Uh, Mania Week, we, Culture Inc., has been having the honor and the privilege to be a part of GCW. We run this town. And that will be April 9th, Egypt Shrine Center. Uh, I want to say within like 7 to 11 p.m., Tampa, Florida. Uh, we have a shot at the GCW tag team titles that are now vacated. So Jeremy Gomez is uh, singing to the tune of the culture, and you can finally say he's kind of woke. So he's the first team that he put in his match is now the premier team of GCW, which is Culture F and Inc. So stay woke for that. And um, shoot, man, we was out here in Houston getting ready for to make a big announcement about our Texas debut, and then we get notified by Kyle that we got called out on social media by a tag team on the East Coast that goes by the main event. Ringleader Midas and Jay Lyon. They call us out. They want us, they want to face us two versus two. Uh, and they want us to put our tag team uh, number one contenderships on the line. So while we're out here doing that stuff for Texas, we went ahead and gave the boys a response to so stay woke for that. That should be dropping pretty soon. But that that show is going to be ran by MG, the young professor. And that's going to be the morning of April 9th at 10 a.m. It's also at the Egypt Shrine Center, and it's called Best in Class, with talents like Leo Rush, Casey Navario, uh, a good friend of ours, Layla Gray, who's just been recently been on AEW Dark and AEW Elevation this past weekend, the Make It's, uh, and a bunch of other upcoming talent, man. So just stay woke for that. And then, of course, you got us, and then that's the, that's the stage where we're going to go head-to-head with the, with the main event. That. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show, favorite curse word. 
Shit. Yeah, that's shit. That shit. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, "Hey, man, you ready to get up? Uh, like early, early morning session workout?" Like, shit. <laughs> say, "You ready to eat this protein shake?" Shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's my favorite best word. <laughs> Sugar like- honey iced tea. So you know what I'm saying? So that was the first word all the kids would learn because they abbreviated like that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Actually, I yeah. I'll be honest. Like when I I'm gonna tell people this, and it'd be like the first time people hear this. Uh, the first time I ever learned it was a uh, superhero in training because uh, of oh yeah that too god damn it yeah I didn't hear that one mm-hmm. that's another <laughs> good one that was another good cuss word to you damn by Ron Simmons you know, he used to pop and say that anywhere so <laughs> right yeah. all right man but like that's all my big questions you know and all the things I gotta ask but I want you to kind of let our listeners and our viewers know about one where they can find you and two any like other upcoming projects you guys got going on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so for the viewers on the Three Count Podcast, Culture Inc. You can find us on social media, Culture, on social media, it's Culture Inc., two eyes on the ink, all together. And then on Twitter, we're really trying to get our Twitter, if y'all can help us with that. Uh, It's also Culture Inc., two eyes on the ink. Facebook, we got a business page and a fan page, but they're both the same. Culture Inc., two eyes on that ink. And you can find us immediately. You can check out our old matches. You can check out our promos. You can check out our promo picks. You can check out our skits. You can check out our upcoming events. You can get to know more of everybody in our group, from Nick J. Holiday, myself, to Kaya Dreams, to Malik Bo City, to Eli Knight. Uh, we got a highlight of each other on all of our social media, so you can learn more about us. Upcoming projects, like I said, we, we really just uh, made our first uh, debut here in Texas yesterday under Booker T School Reality Wrestling. Catch us on that next month on Fight TV. Uh, you can catch us Mania Week for uh, two and more and more shows coming up. Uh, we've been getting calls on the daily. So, but for right now, Mania Week, you can find us at two shows, April 9th. You can find us 10 a.m. MG, the Young Professor presents Best in Class. You got coaching versus the main event. It's our number one contenderships versus their pride is on the line, basically. So there's some some competitors, that means more than money or, you know what I'm saying, bragging rights, just pride. Um, to where if we defeat them, they have to admit that Coach Inc. is the greatest show alive because that's their whole Schmidt is that they're a circus act and they're the greatest show. But like I said, if we beat them, Coach F. Inc., you got to proclaim us as the greatest show alive. So stay woke for that. Later on the night, you can catch us at 9 p.m. GCW, we run this town. We're going to be in the inaugural tag team championship match to crown our new tag team champions because the tag team titles got vacated last month, and we were in the title match. So we kind of we kind of got bested by the Metros, but now the tag, the tag team titles are vacant. So the premier team has been named the number one contenders, which is Coach Inc. So we'll be in there for that, so stay woke. That's at 9 p.m. Tampa, Florida, GCW, we run this town, Generation Championship Wrestling. Ran by Jeremy Gomez and uh, another good friend of ours, Aaron Nova. So stay woke for that. And then we got some other coming projects, man. So we got some collaborations coming out in Vegas, some wrestling promotions in Vegas. We're going to go work with, I'm going to say, Versus Pro Wrestling and Future Stars of Wrestling. So stay woke for those two. We just worked in Carolina, Firestar Pro, five-star promotion. Y'all, if y'all can go check out these two guys that we wrestled for the tag titles, Go by the name of the Wrestling Prodigies. Man, Malachi and Jack Freaking Wrestling, these guys are the truth. And, like, this crazy thing about it, they're very ahead of their time. These are two skilled wrestlers that are 16 and 17, and they perform like they're 27 and 26. 
they are pretty sick. So uh, check them out. That match is also on our social media pages. Um, and you can also catch us on um, For the Culture, WrestleMania week as well. For the Culture ran by uh, Game Changer Wrestling. We got Eli Knight on there facing somebody. So stay woke for that. So we'll be at the For the Culture event. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You can't have For the Culture event without Coach Inc. anyways. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be represented in there by Eli Knight. So stay woke for that. Uh, so yeah, and then like I said, hopefully we just make some more noise to come back to Texas, and then we got some moves that we got going on uh, in Memphis Championship Wrestling as well. So stay woke for that, and hopefully that leads to some more opportunities. Bad. Well, mm-hmm. there you go, guys. Everything that they got going on, and all the opportunities that there is to catch them. So with that being said, I am the Red Dog, Clifford Miller. And this is now entering ring with Nick Holiday of Culture Inc. So you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you wait till the end of this video because the next episode is going to play. Catch y'all yeah. later. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn the notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say also one thing i need you to do for me the three count podcast also has merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod please go buy our t-shirts we love you guys and we hope you love us too so show some support please